0: where business ideas and passions turn into profit. Napkin ideas are no longer tucked away in drawers, and women around the globe are turning their hobbies into million-dollar businesses. Welcome to Million Dollar Hobbies. Here's your host, world-renowned jewelry designer, and Shop HQ celebrity, Victoria Wick.
1: Welcome to the Million Dollar Hobbies show where we help you turn your dreams into reality so that you can start living the life you deserve to live. Um, I First of all, if you are a longtime listener or listeners for the last six months or so, I really appreciate your coming back, checking us out week after week. A lot of work goes behind here. And, um, you know, by listening and sharing my message and what you're getting out of it, we're going to impact the world in a positive way a little bit sooner. So if you haven't done that already, please subscribe and rate and review, because that's how we get judged here um, You know, for our shows on podcasts. I'm kind of new to this. So um, I just want to talk to you about a really hot topic. I've always kind of wanted to do this, um, and I'm going to finally do it. And it's about the topic I want to talk about is the success mindset. We talk about success a lot, so in, especially in our society, especially now after COVID, you know, our young people are wondering, what are they going to be successful? How come they get to be successful? I'm not. So first of all, let's define the word success so that we're all on the same wave wavelength here. Success to me means a balanced life where you do have a little bit of everything that you want. You want some, you know, money, of course, does um, solve a lot of our problems. It doesn't buy everything. It doesn't buy happiness, but it is an important tool. So wealth is uh, something that we aspire to have some of. Then you want to have uh, great relationships. You want to have great health. You want to have, um, you know, loyalty, wisdom, so that you can sustain that success for the rest of your life and still enjoy the things that you are supposed to enjoy. So that's my success, uh, definition of success. You might want to define it differently, but um, again, you know, you could be a combination of one of those things. So let's go back to um, how what is a success mindset? What does it take to be successful? And I want to tell you, uh, in order for me to write my book, Million Dollar Hobbies, which is coming up, uh, it'll be released in 2022. It's going through some revisions now. My agent uh, had asked me to revise and add and enrich. So I'm doing that. But in that, uh, in my um, attempt to sort of find who are the successful people, I-, I looked at many of the people that most people would agree were gifted. Okay, So I'm going to name some of them. Albert Einstein, Wolfgang Mozart, Ben Franklin, Mother Teresa, the Wright brothers, who you know basically gave us the technology for uh, airplanes, Steve Jobs, uh, Leonardo da Vinci. You know, we can go on to more modern people, but these people, we're going to all agree. Most of us will agree that they were somehow gifted. I mean, Mozart wrote most of the songs that. Students study for a lifetime at Juilliard and you know uh, Yale Music School and all the places. I mean, he wrote a lot of those symphonies when he was six, seven, eight, nine years old. So I would say he was gifted. Okay, so and you know we don't have to talk about Mother Teresa. Her legacy speaks for itself. So I looked at what is the common thread between all these people that were gifted or that we consider gifted. Let me tell you what it's not. It was not their IQ. It was not the number of degrees they acquired from Ivy League schools like Harvard, Yale, Cambridge, Oxford, uh, Stanford, UCLA. I had to put UCLA because I went to UCLA, or many other schools. Uh, It wasn't their SAT scores, obviously. Uh, It wasn't their race, gender, ethnicity, age, uh, or whether or not they were religious at all or not. What it was was two things. First was curiosity. These people were all, you know, they were experts in their field. They were very immersed in what they did, but they still had this almost um, insatiable amount of curiosity. They were constantly looking for, you know, are people doing, how, how, are, how are other people living? Uh, and their curiosity led to a lot of different evolutions within their own careers. And then the second thing that was um, common, quite common here, was perseverance, also known as commitment. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, I happen to be a very curious person. <laughs> so you know, whenever I travel, I not only do my business, but you know, in the if I get downtime, uh, and later on in my career, I actually booked in some downtime. But if I get some downtime, I'd want to know how did these people get here? Why do they eat the kind of food they do? Because you'll find that. In the old old days, in every country, people kind of ate what they could grow or what they could catch, like uh, fish or you know animal. So curiosity is really important, and I think that if you don't have curiosity, you know, try don't live in your bubble. That's my whole point. Try to find how other people are doing. A uh, couple of days ago, I was at a uh, woman a, a global women's empowerment summit where I was a speaker. I ran into a podcaster, a fellow podcaster, and um, he said that you know, he started his podcast, he had no idea what he was doing in the beginning, and um, now he has something like 45,000 or 450,000. Either way, the number is pretty impressive. But he said that he, since he didn't know what he was doing, he was curious as to how other people conducted interviews, how other people got their guests, how other people. Sort of pivoted when somebody was rambling on, and um, he listened to people like Oprah, Dan Rather, Walter Cronkite. Got all these old films, and he would study them all the time. And he said that when he found one person doing it one way, like Oprah would pivot one way, um, you know, he would look at, well, did everybody pivot that way? You know, was were they all that polite? So again, you know, this constant, you know, uh, desire to learn something, constant desire to find if there were differences. That led him to be this super successful person, and you know I'm not going to mention his name because I don't have permission to use his name, but or yet I don't have that. But his show is being broadcast live in over 30 different radio stations all across the country. So that curiosity um, and the fact that this guy, even though in the beginning he said first two three years I have to pay people, I had a day job so that I could pay people to come on my show. So again, he didn't give up. He had that commitment and the perseverance. And I think that's really important in the success mindset. You have to be curious enough to constantly look for new ways, new things, or different ways of doing something. And then you also have to persevere. You know, when something doesn't work, you don't give up. You just keep going and you just keep at it until it actually works. And that leads to my second um, point. And that point is never give up. Um, you, I think a lot of entrepreneurs today, you know, you get ready, you work really hard. Um, you go to all these masterminds, you take all these online classes and you're all pumped up and ready to go. And then the first time you are into a huge mistake, you're like, oh my God, like I'll never, I'll never recover from this. Or, oh my God, like I should have been doing this other thing. I'm going to do a whole U-turn and go back. Don't do that. It's kind of like, um, if you're trying to put a na- like hit a nail on the head and trying to like you know basically put this nail into the wall or to a board, you know myself, I'm not good at it and I'm probably gonna hit it once or twice, hit it crooked, but I'm gonna keep at it. Maybe the third time you hit it, you might even hit your thumb and it hurts. Uh, the, the fourth time you do it, maybe you might hit your index finger. but eventually if you keep at it, it's not a matter of if, it will be a matter of when. It, how many times does it take for you to actually get the nail in the head? So again, don't give up. Giving up is never an option. Um, I, I wanna tell you that during COVID, I had watched so many uh, movies. Like old, We went through all of our old DVDs from when the kids were little, from Wizard of Oz to you know Annie, to you name it, everything in the world, to all the shows on Netflix, HBO, everything. And my kids turned on this movie called The Darkest Hour. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of uh, war movies because they, there's a lot of tragedy there. I understand. I love history, learning about history. But there's a lot of tragedy in war movies. There's a lot of blood a lot of times. And um, the tough decisions that our leaders, not only our leaders, but, you know, their leaders too, all made. It's uh, just astonishing. So I don't usually watch them. But I did watch this one, and um, I kind of um, let most of the movie, you know, I was typing, doing my stuff. Um, I was multitasking because it was not something that I really wanted to watch. But I'm kind of glad I did because there was a line in there that is so relevant to what I'm talking about right now. And in that movie, when they lost, when UK, when Great Britain lost, just unthinkable number of men who had... um, Gone to, you know, who Winston Churchill has sent to war, and they all died there. And they were basically facing a very certain defeat. He gave the speech, and I can't go over the whole speech, because I can't remember half of it. But the one thing he did say in that line, in that speech, that's kind of that I took away from that, and I think is really relevant. And that is, Winston Churchill said, failure is not fatal, and success is not final. And I think that, the, I think it's just such a true statement. You know, failure is not fatal. When you fail something, you're not going to die from it. Success is not final. Just because you are successful today, that doesn't mean you're going to be successful tomorrow. It uh, doesn't even mean you're going to be successful in that field for a long time. You constantly do have to have that curiosity and have the desire to consistently be excellent in whatever it is that you do. So um, these two points: be curious stick to whatever it is that you are doing, don't keep changing directions, don't keep changing your mind, don't keep changing your methods, because if you believed in it, if you you know pick the right thing that you are doing and you continue to stay curious, because you're gonna keep finding different ways of doing things, um, a different way if something doesn't work. So my third point on this is embrace your failures, okay? And this is really important because when something doesn't work, whether it's in a corporate environment or in your own business, the natural thing a lot of people uh, and that it's a natural thing. So a lot of people actually go to this, uh, you know, uh, first thing is defensive mode. You know, there's COVID, uh, people are sick, or econ- the economy is really bad, or uh, my competitors were lowering their prices. Whatever it is. You need to own, it could be true that there was COVID and your competitors were unruly and that uh, your employees didn't show up. There's all kinds of reasons why you could say that your, your last strategy thing didn't work, but you still have to figure out what part of that didn't work. Did you play in it, right? What part of that, did you play any part? Are you gonna take any responsibility for something that didn't go well? My suggestion is whether it was your fault or not, own it, own that mistake, because whoever owns that mistake and tries to fix it is the one that's going to run away with the gift, because with every failure hidden inside is a a tremendous gift to be unwrapped and you need to find that. So you need to own your mistakes, even if it's somebody else's fault, at least find your own part in it, if not all of it, and then learn from your own mistakes Um, I'm very, very good at that. I'm very hard on myself. And um, I don't have a problem owning my own mistakes and learning from my own mistakes. But you know what, the best way to learn something is actually to watch somebody else make mistakes. You know, I'm not saying that you should uh, kind of like revel in that. I'm not saying that you should sort of like uh, enjoy that. But if somebody else made a mistake, and I'm talking about if you're reading The Wall Street Journal and you're talking about how Tesla, for example, I'm just making this up it's not, it may not even be a real story, but let's say you wake up in the morning and you find out that Tesla went the production problems and you know he couldn't get uh, workers or whatever that storyline is, you can learn from that. Your company is obviously not as big as Tesla nobody is well maybe Amazon is but um you can still learn the basic lessons, you know, uh, from reading stories in the paper. Uh, you could learn from your competitors going out of business. You could learn from your own mistakes or, you know, uh, or even just in co- when you meet people in the network, and somebody might say, you know, last time we tried that, it wasn't as good as we thought it was because, you know, this, this, this didn't work. Learn from all that. Be a great listener. But some of the most costly mistakes that shaped my career um were things that um that I you know now I share that with everybody so that I could help uh, people avoid the same mistakes I made because they were very costly and you know many of them actually almost cost my entire business i 'm still standing here, but um it 's really um important to me that I share that because that makes the you know world go round so by the way, in my book coming up the million dollar hobbies. Uh, the subtitle is How to Turn Your Business Idea into a Multi Million Dollar Business. Um, and you can sign up by going uh, to victoriawick.com. There's a sign up sheet. I talk about all the different um, things that I've learned from others, you know, uh, as well as all the mistakes that I've made, because just that by itself is really, really amazing for all of you to hear and. I think that there there are some amazing lessons because in my career thirty year career building my business from zero to five hundred million dollars, I want to say I probably have faced almost every kind of obstacle you can think of money problems, customer problems, uh, not having enough customers growing too fast to you know manufacturers not delivering customs problems you name it i've I've done all oh, I've gone through a lot of that and um and what worked and what didn't work. And that's um, really kind of important. Okay, so I digress, but let's go back to uh, my fourth um, wisdom here, fourth point in the success mindset. Surround yourself with successful people. And in order for you to do that, you're gonna have to stop comparing uh, yourself with others. Stop the comparing and competing game celebrate other people's successes. If you see somebody who you think, you know, isn't putting in all the effort, um, they just don't seem to know what they're doing kind of, and yet they mosey around, they're getting all the business, they're super successful, they win, you know, whatever of the year award, they got all these customers, their company's growing like crazy you know, instead of saying, geez, why am I sitting here, you know, hustling and struggling, and I'm giving it my 150% all the time. And these other people have no idea what they're doing. And yet they're walking away with the business. Well, I'll tell you what, my suggestion is instead of being resentful of that, figure out how is it that they're working less and walking away with more. I mean, obviously they know something you don't, right? So for me, so, if, you know, surround yourself with successful people, learn from other people's successes too. So you learn from other people's successes as well as failures, because that's the best way to learn. So you don't have to do, you know, all the work yourself. If you know anyone who is successful, um, surround yourself with them. And it doesn't have to be somebody, you know, in your neighborhood or somebody in your company it could be like an online community. It could be somebody on Facebook. It could be, you know, a lot of people online are very generous, sharing their information, sharing their journey. Um, and I think that's an amazing way to sort of uh, associate yourself with, um, and by the time they're online sharing any information, they're sharing. that They're not just out there saying, I'm breathing or I'm successful, watch me. They're sharing, this is why they're there. So, you know, get yourself in hooked up to some kind of a community. Um, successful people, most of the people that are super successful that I know, you know, that have a little bit of time on their hands, they are giving back. They're giving back, you know, free webinars, uh, you know, free little blogs, talks, or even holding their online communities, like I said. So, you know, just surround yourself with positivity and people who are successful who are sharing. And I think that's really important as well. Now, As we move into more of a uh, post-COVID environment now, if your community is not yet completely open, I know that a lot of communities are starting to open, you know, go to a community event. When you actually physically meet people face-to-face, it's just amazing. I mean, yesterday, uh, a couple of days ago, I went to a, um, I I was a speaker at a community event, you know, a big community event, meaning that it was a global event. A lot of people came, but it, they came to my own community here. know, it was just amazing to um, share ideas, information, but see people face to face. It's just um, something magical happens when you're all dressed up, you know, showing your best. And they're all dressed up showing their best with a lot of respect and love and compassion. A lot of amazing magic happens at those times. So get involved in your community um if you and the best way to get involved in your community is volunteer your knowledge volunteer your time volunteer uh, you know to me that's um the ultimate way of building value and relationships um because you're giving first before you get anything back and that is a great way to build relationships build communities uh and find customers you know there's nothing that beats uh referrals you know word of mouth and um The other thing is is when you find people that are successful, ask for help. Um, That's one thing I'm really guilty of. I didn't ask for help. Um, I didn't know. I mean, it's hard for me to ask for help because it shows you're vulnerable. You already feel like, you know, I'm weak, meaning my business is a lot smaller than other people's businesses. I can't compete at the bigger level. Maybe they're smarter than I am. Maybe they have a lot more money than I do. And they've got a lot more customers than I do. If I ask for help, you know, I'm so little, maybe they, you know, I'm so insignificant that they're, they're just going to ignore me. Well, at least ask, because when you ask, you'll be very surprised how many times they actually are so grateful that you asked because it's just, it's just amazing. It makes them feel like they're special. It makes them, you know, gives them a purpose for coming to an event or meeting you because they want to share that. They, you know, they don't want to compete with you. And that's another thing that I really love about this too. And when I say ask for help, I'm not asking that you go to people like Oprah Winfrey, Jeff Bezos, or Elon Musk to say, hey, you know, I'm here, I'm Victoria Wick, you know, remember me, I need some help. No, I'm ask, I'm saying that anybody who has walked the walk before you, and it could be four steps ahead of you, it could be a hundred steps ahead of you, but anybody who has you know walked the entrepreneurship journey will have something that you can learn from. And um, it doesn't have to be somebody famous. It doesn't have to be somebody who is mega you know, rich millionaire. It's somebody in your world that could give you a sense of wisdom and validation. Um, and even just to, just, you know, just to run ideas by, that's, that's huge because you don't get that usually unless you pay for it. Okay, now number five is learning how to let go. A lot of times, um, letting go of things that don't serve you anymore. We, I'm very guilty of this, too, because um, I'm a very loyal person. Um, I don't like to let go of relationships. I don't like to let go of great things that, you know, I, I like to hang on to old technology and old things that I know how, to, how it works. You know, I don't need always to learn new technology to get a sleek new thing. But getting back to relationships, when... Um, people are stuck when people you're surrounding yourself with are stuck in the old ways of doing things. You know, we've always done things this way. We've always, um, you know, got up and physically shook hands with everybody and we don't want online anything, you know, online. I agree with people that, you know, I, I rather shake hands with people and do face-to-face Like I just told you, but supplementing that with online, you know, online, um, quick email or a text letting them know hey i really appreciated this there's nothing wrong with that the point is some people who are not open-minded that's going to hold you back you need to be able to let go and when you when i say let go that does not mean that you need to um, cut relationships off from them but let go of the type of uh, activities or the you know just let go of those kinds of things in in your business mind because in uh, entrepreneurship you are not going to be successful unless you keep evolving unless you keep going to the next level because other people are going there and if you are not you're going to be left way behind so letting go of um people you know maybe it could be a colleague who you know wants you to stay at a certain department or it could be a mentor who says you know what you can't offer you know, this service and that service. You've got to stick to this thing, whatever it is. You know what it is. If you're listening to me, you're already a serious entrepreneur and you know what I'm talking about. When some things are not working for you and you have a pulse in your gut that says that your customers no longer want ABC, well, you're going to have to let go of those types of things and continue working on things that will add more value to your customer's life. Um, lastly, no matter uh, what happens, stay positive. And I know this is easier uh, said than done because when I first came to America, as many of you know, our family had no money. We had no money. We had no friends. We didn't speak English. There seems to be no hope at all. And from that point on, and I reached emotionally that point where I feel like it's things are hopeless. Why bother getting up? Many times. When that happens, um, a lot of people will tell you to stay positive. Well, I will tell you how I stay positive. I love music. I love to paint, um, you know, it's just basically a lot of arts, I love that. And I, you know, sometimes I'll sit at home and I'll paint and that relaxes me, but I love listening to music. So I have three songs that I have in my, you know, in my iPhone used to be my iPod, but now it's all transferred to iPhone. And uh, the first song is a song called I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor. I love that song. And many of you I know, uh, it's an iconic song. And I have to tell you, I was in a magazine called Power, P-O-W-E-R, Professional Organization of Women of Excellence Recognized. Anyway, Gloria Gaynor was on the cover and I was on the inside. So I guess by association, I was next to her. So it's my favorite song. And um, it... Reminds me when things are hopeless, when things everything you can think of won't go go wrong. I turn that song on and it kind of gets me, you know, in, in the beat. The next song that I love is the theme from the Broadway play, Annie. The sun will come out tomorrow. I love that. And so I play these things back to back. And then after that, if I'm still struggling, I go to Mozart Symphony number no. 40. I'm a huge fan of classical music. And um, I love the Symphony Number no. 40 by Mozart, particularly when I'm depressed or when I am really struggling with, you know, where am I going? Because Mozart wrote this song when he was a child. And there was a lot of this childlike happiness that that is so rich and full and sound. And I do. And this song goes on many, many minutes. So by the time I go through the three songs, I am ready to tackle the world. So what I want to tell you is it doesn't matter what tactics you have, kind of figure out a routine so that you can get back on track to your mission, you know, what you want to uh, kind of accomplish, uh, little simple steps to get, get your back. Because as a businesswoman, you don't have, uh, you, know, uh, you have to go out and create wealth for yourself and for your employees and everybody else around you, there is no paycheck coming in unless you create that. So it's really important for you to stay positive, and um, and things will go wrong. I guarantee you, things will go wrong. But like Mister Churchill said in that movie, success is not final, failure is not fatal. So. I hope this has been very helpful. Um, I hope to do more of the solo, you know, what I, I do not have a guest, but I'm sharing with you uh, some wisdom that I've learned through my journey. Hopefully that'll help, you know, inspire and help you. So that's all I have to share today. And um, again, I, would, I can't ask you enough to uh, rate and subscribe this show and share the show as much as you can. And uh, go visit my uh, website, victoriawick.com. I've got a lot of freebies being loaded up. You know, I have uh, a webinar coming. It's completely free. How you can get free PR, how you guys can get visible, build a personal brand. All those things are, you know, there. It's completely free to you um, if you're listening to this show. So anyways, uh, that's all for this week. And thank you so much for listening once again. And um, until next time, please stay safe. And remember happiness is a choice.
0: You've been listening to Million Dollar Hobbies, where we turn dreams into reality and passion into profit. According to ancient Chinese proverb, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Congratulations on taking that first step today. For more information on how Victoria can help you turn your hobby into a million dollars and to download Victoria's free ebook on passion-based business ideas, visit milliondollarhobbies.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player.